Guardian Unlimited. There's been um, progress in some areas, in important areas, but there are still some very difficult discussions underway. Uh, I think uh, the first piece of good news is that the commitment that the UK and others had to help Africa adapt to climate change that's already happening, the creation of a work program and funding to support adaptation, uh, seems to have got agreement. We'll know that in the next couple of hours, uh, finally and formally, but I think there is progress there. And there does seem to be progress also in, of, of some kind in respect of technology transfer uh, issues. Where um, the, the final drive negotiations needs to take place over the next few hours concerns the ability to inject new momentum into the long-term discussions about the future of a global climate emissions uh, deal. Uh, discussions went on, I think, until three or four in the morning um, under uh, what's called the Article 9 of the Kyoto uh, Protocol, and which is about a review of the operation of the protocol, and that's become a, an important uh, test. So at, the, at this stage, uh, discussions are continuing, and um, I'm happy to talk about some of the bilateral meetings I've been having as well. In terms of some, the, this being a sticking point, are there particular countries who are still un- uncomfortable? Who are the groups that are feeling unwilling to go forward with the commitment? There's uh, quite a simple trade or debate here. And on one side, you've got uh, some of the developing countries who are very concerned that although a new a commitment period is necessary after 2012, a, global, a new global deal is necessary after 2012. Um, they're very concerned that the impression doesn't go abroad, that, they, um, should, that they're going to have to take on the same sort of targets as uh, countries like uh, the UK. Uh, they think that um, their state of development when they're so much poorer than us doesn't mean that, means that they can't take on the same sort of targets. On the other hand, you've got some of the richer countries we're concerned that um, no country can have a free pass on this and that uh, although not all countries will take on hard targets, uh, every country needs to play at least some role in this. And that's why countries like uh, the Russian Federation are putting forward the idea that countries should be able to come forward with voluntary targets. Uh, sorry if that sounds a bit complicated and sounds like I've been up all night, but um, that's the essential balance that's going on. You've got uh, the need for a global deal in which every country plays a part, but also the essential fact that uh, the richer countries are going to have to do more and the poorer countries are going to be able to do less. Kofi Annan said yesterday that there was a frightening lack of leadership, which he thought was a problem, which was hindering progress. I mean, do you think he's right? Well, I think that it's certainly correct that even if this Nairobi conference uh, does all the things that it's been asked to do, there's still a gap between what the science requires and what the politics or the political institutions are able to deliver. One of the reflections I will have at the end of this conference is about the size of that gap between the science and the uh, politics. The UK is unusual. Uh, the UK and Germany uh, are unusual. We've been working very close together with the German uh, environment minister, Sigmar Gabriel. We're unusual in having set long-term, hard, binding targets. And that is a, a, a real uh, issue. Obviously, the fact that we now have the group of eight, the G8 countries, plus the five leading developing countries working together after the initiative by Tony Blair in 2005 is a big step forward. But I think it's right to say that we uh, we will continue to need urgency and drive from the top of governments, uh, as well as from environment ministers. 
One of our readers um, who contributed to, um, to the blogs we've been writing about your stay in, in Nairobi he said, Nicholas Stern claimed climate change objectives can sometimes conflict with local policies to help reduce air pollution. And it begs the question, how will the UK government work with local authorities to ensure you deliver your targets and your commitments that you're making at the summit today? I've said right from the beginning that battling against climate change isn't just a matter for government government alone, it's a matter for business and for individuals. And critically, it's not just a matter for national government, it's a matter for local government, national government and international political institutions. And so local government is an important part of this scene. I made a speech in Birmingham two or three weeks ago, which people can find on the DEFRA website, uh, about how uh, cities, which are, account for about 70% of uh, global emissions worldwide, can contribute and should contribute. At the international level, we obviously have to work with uh, local authorities in our aid programs and one of the discussions I've been having over the last uh, 24 hours is with a series of countries with rainforest uh, issues uh, where the logging of the rainforest is not just a social catastrophe but is also very, very damaging environmentally. Nearly 20% of global greenhouse gases come from deforestation and you can only tackle deforestation if you're able to ensure that resources flow into developing countries but critically you work with local people for sustainable forestry. Has funding been agreed, or the principle of, of, of providing funding being agreed? I, I think that there are two things that are important in this. First of all, there's a, a, a work programme with um, the, uh, a plan of action to get the funding uh, bound in. But critically, Kofi Annan made the point yesterday that um, we, could, we mustn't confuse the issue by seeing a new fund, an adaptation fund to which we are committed, as the only um, source of funding. He made the point that overseas development funding, which has been rising very fast in the UK, uh, is critical to this as well. If, if you've got an adaptation fund that is emotionally green and then an overseas aid that is not green, that's not a good situation to be in. You, what Kofi Annan said is you've got to carbon-proof your aid policies, and that's something that the UK White Paper was published by Hillary Benn in the summer uh, committed us to. And it's very important that we follow that through. I was told yesterday that if all European countries hit the UN target of 0.7% of national income growing in overseas aid, that would total 150 billion euros a year. That's a hell of a lot of money. And so we must make sure that, yes, there's a specific adaptation fund, but we've also got to ensure that aid policies generally are sustainable. What's on the agenda today at the UN summit? about five or six hours to go unless we break the curfew and then end up having to stay all night, which I would very much prefer not to do. I don't want to be home uh, tomorrow morning. Um, but uh, we've got uh, the formal session will, will reconvene this afternoon and all the decisions that have been negotiated over the last year, really, but theoretically the last couple of weeks, will come up for formal ratification. And that's where we reach crunch point on some of the issues that we've been describing. Um, I think that uh, I'm confident we can make, we, we can offer one or one and a half cheers for this process. I'm hopeful that we can offer two cheers uh, for the process. But the third cheer is going to rely on the real drive over the next year. And 2007 is going to be an absolutely critical year for putting uh, urgency and momentum into the drive for a global emissions deal. And finally, uh, you're going, coming back to England. When you come and meet the cabinet again, what would you be telling them? That uh, what I'll be saying is a House of Commons debate on the Queen's speech on Monday, which I'll be closing in the evening. And what I'll be saying, I think, is that um, there have been important steps forward over the last year and over the last week in Nairobi, that those steps forward will help 
improve lives, but that we do need uh, to continue the drive to bring urgency and momentum to the global challenge of climate change. And that uh, over 2007, under the German presidency of the group of eight leading industrialized countries um, and in inter other international fora, we must set the stage for final stage negotiations uh, on a global deal. And most people think that has to conclude by the end of 2009 at the latest if we're to avoid a gap from the first commitment period to the second uh, after 2012. And I think what I'll be saying to the Cabinet is every uh, part of government has a role to play in that, from the Prime Minister, the Chancellor, the Foreign Secretary, uh, me as Environment Secretary. We can all make a contribution uh, internationally, and we can all make a contribution nationally as well. Guardian Unlimited.